Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. What up, what up, what up, what up? This is She Gets It Podcast. My name is Shan. This is a podcast where we talk about everything without limitations because everything needs to be talked about. All the things you do, all the things you don't. What up, though? Let's go. Say what? What up, what up? This is Shan, and this is She Gets a Podcast. I have my very best on the line. We have Kiki. Hey. And we have Casey. Hi, guys. And we are back with a new topic. And the topic is why don't black people support other black people? Mm, 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 that could mm, be that could be support on ideas they have. That could be support on their uh, entrepreneurship. That could be support on businesses or support on uh, I don't know loans and giving back that type of stuff like what is the reason behind the idea that black people do not support other black people girl slavery no um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> you know what that might be kind of valid though girl slavery okay. put us up I, i'm sure that that mindset did because the whole idea behind slavery of keeping us as slaves is to not trust one another and to trust the master but then the master was the one that was tearing up you know our relationships with our families and tearing us down and telling us what to do and making us you know protect and take care of their children but we weren't good enough to take care of ours of our own children right yeah um so yeah I, I would say that mindset has something to do with it also um back in the day when people were slaves and they were on the plantation make an example of one of the slaves so everybody stays in line and I think that type of mindset could come from like your grand let's say your grandparents think oh like my my family being that most of my family is from the islands they were surprised that I went to college and I didn't go for nursing or I didn't go for something right. like they was like no you should do nursing or no you should work for um a hospital a, or, or do be a, like an assistant to somebody who a, like a big time doctor or a big time this I said no that's I don't want to do that I want to do what I love which is something artistic I want to be in fashion I want to create and they were like for what though 
and they don't get it they don't get that you can stand in your own lane and still be successful and once you don't I don't know follow like their mindset of what they think you should do what is successful they don't support any idea that you have outside of that I think that in itself and I know we get on top of it but we're going to talk about that real quick that right there in itself um, I think that's more of a generational thing because mm-hmm. like growing up my mom's American but she was like oh you got to make sure you get a good job with good benefits so when you retire you ain't got to worry about X, Y, and Z and this, that, and the third mm-hmm. but I feel again I just feel like because my mom's, her generation was you get a good job with good benefits. Yeah, the pay not be may not be all that, but what you're working towards is a future to where you don't have to work no more. After a certain age, you just stop working, period. Right. And then like my grandmother's generation was I just need a job to support my kids. Anything after that, I worry about it when that time comes. Mm-hmm. My grandma ain't got no like retirement pension. She never really had a good job. She I think I told y'all this before, she watch kids and busting tables when she was our age you know what I'm saying Yeah. so mm-hmm. after that she was just like you know I did what I had to do to support my children so my children can do better than me so it's kind of like that I think it's that whole generational thing and not only slavery fucked us up I, I was talking to my boyfriend about this the other day I think integration messed us up as well mm. because when segregation was going on we had our own thing. We had our own stores. We had our own businesses. We had our own neighborhoods. We had our own police department. We had our own things going on to take care of our own people. Then when integration kind of melded, it was like, well, we're not separate. We want to be equal. We want to be like the white people. And also, even the people that didn't want to, um, you know, intermingle with other cultures and wanted to have their own, mm-hmm. the government tore that down. The government bombed those communities and those businesses and that, you know, Black Wall Street. Exactly. was targeted by the government because they did not want us to build. They did not want us to get to a level where we can support ourselves and we did not need them. Right. So a lot of of things messed up our structure that would have helped us right now. Mm -hmm. I just know I try. You try what? <laughs> I try so hard to support black businesses. Yo, like I do, I really, really do. Oh my god! So y'all know I went to um, brunch right like two weeks ago. Weird. Mm-hmm. Um, at Milk and Honey. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I went on a Friday afternoon with one of my girlfriends. Um, mm-hmm. service horrible, like service so we get there and it's a line of course which is fine you know that means like you know they they, they pop in the food is good whatever yeah mm-hmm. um so she tells us that the wait is like 20 minutes but we're like standing there like for at least 40 45 minutes to an hour then we sit down we sit down for a good 10 minutes no one has came to, to greet us i hate or that drink for anything <laughs> and i'm just like okay I'm like, I'm just so tired of these hood rich it's a famous <laughs> ass black businesses. It be pissing me the fuck off. Like, why do you can't have good service? So, okay. <laughs> okay, can you finish your story? Because I got something to say about this. <laughs> that was pretty much it. Damn it. I, I would have left from the weight. I mean, okay, but how was the food? How was the food? 
don't get me wrong the food was uh, good okay so this is what I want to point out don't y'all notice with black businesses any business that provides a service if it has horrible customer service, you talk about the customer service folks, you like, man, fuck that, I ain't going back there no more. But as soon as we go to a black restaurant with busting food and they have horrible customer service, we sit there and we tolerate that to get their food because we know that shit's going to be good. Mm. Yeah, the food's going to be good. Yeah, that's how the, that's how the um, Jamaicans be. That'd be rude as fuck, but the food be bomb. That's how you know the food's going to be good. <laughs> <laughs> when you, when you ask for extra gravy with your, uh, oxtails on your rice and she kissed her teeth oh that's like extra seasoning yeah right thank you <laughs> so that, that leads to my point hand. are we willing to that we know that they're going to do a good job maybe a barber lawn service hairstylist uh, restaurant whatever are we willing to support because we know they're going to do a good job but the service is bad or are we just not going to do it because the service is bad? It depends. You have to catch me on a good day. <laughs> you got to catch me on a really good goddamn day. Like, sometimes, like, even sometimes me now, like, my brother's a great mechanic. <laughs> but if I want to go for something simple like a wheel change or a tire rotation, my G, I'm going to a tire shop because I know if I go in there, I'm going to be out in, like, an hour. <laughs> Versus me go to the shop, he going to talk, he going to, you know, chit-chat do a bit more cars then eventually bring mine in because he kind of know my schedule you know he gonna play with the girls and then by the time I get out there it's gonna be 7 o'clock <laughs> so yeah. I don't know it's, 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 it's I think we have a higher tolerance of giving people that we know a chance mm-hmm. people that we know are you know they're in business for themselves we want to support but Eventually, we expect you to get better over time. I don't want to keep coming to your business the next year and the next year and the next year, and you're not building up your standards because I know you're getting in money to put in your business. What are you doing with that money? Like, I don't want to come back here and the same broken tile is at the front door for the past 10 years and be like, oh, it's just character. No, you need to fix the shit. Like there's a certain there's a certain standard that I would like us to have when it comes to how we present ourselves to other people. Right. Not just be like, I got a roof on this restaurant, I got cooks in the back, here's a place. That's all I need. No, no, you could say right now, nobody's gonna walk into Chick-fil-A and accept subpar service or food. Especially not. somebody's not going to do it from Chick-fil-A because that's that what Chick-fil-A has built their reputation on. But yeah, they built their, their brand off of that. Why don't having we, good food and having good customer service. Why don't we strive for that, though? Right, I get that. But, I mean, how can you strive for it when you're uh, like, okay, take me, for example. I'm just starting in the real estate game. How can I tell you that I've done X, Y, and Z? I just started. Okay, so let's say let's say you let's say you ten years in, Casey. Yeah, okay. right. That's what I'm saying. She's talking about and, like over time. Yeah. Am I expecting how you were at the beginning after ten years? Now, see, now if you're talking about an established business, that's something totally different. If we're talking about something that just started, a friend that's opening a business, Mm-mm, something that hasn't been around. 
something that's been uh, uh, an establishment that's been around for I want to say let's say under five years. Yeah. So Citizens five Bank. Years Citizens Bank is a great example because they've been <gasps> around for <gasps> over forty plus years, mm-hmm. and they have like horrible bank customer service. I am a witness. Okay. I never dealt the with one. Them. The one off of Cascade Road. I've gone to, and there's a big stain in the middle of the carpet when you walk in. So, that's the black owned bank, right? Yes. There's a uh, black security officer that is sitting down with his back face to the door. What is your job description? You don't know who's coming in through the door if your back is turned and you sit in the chair. Nobody's telling you where to sit. There's only two chairs for you to sit on. Nobody's in. Out of four of the offices, only one person is in the office, and the other ones are vacant. This is a regular business day. Um, the tellers, there's about three tellers, and they're talking to each other with people in line. Okay, I asked the security officer, which I shouldn't have to ask. Somebody should be speaking to me and greeting me. Um, I'm here to. Um, uh, check in on my account. Oh, I think you should sign here. Alright, cool. Exactly. I said, cool. I sit down. I wait. Um, then, eventually, this lady calls me in her office. She calls me in the office. I go in there and I tell her, hey, I'm having an issue logging in and I cannot get anybody outside of the hours of 8 and 6 p.m. And on the weekend, I can't contact anybody because you don't have a 24-7 number. She was like, oh, I'm sorry. I said, so this is what I like to do because I'm tired of going back and forth with the lady on the phone, which sounds like somebody's grandmother and doesn't know anything about technology or online. Whenever I ask her a question over the phone, mind you, she goes and she asks somebody else a question. So that's the first issue. Your, Your app, you have no app for this bank. Then your online is not up to par. At the time, your online that I had to count, there was nothing. Your online is not up to par with the options that other banks have. I can't take a picture of a check and deposit it. I have to deposit it either at a certain time at the bank in order for it to cash or go to a certain bank that can only take checks on certain days. It's just so stupid. So I told her, I said, you know what? I'm having a lot of issues and I would like to close my account. Mm-hmm. She looked at me and she was like, okay. okay, let me just get your paperwork. Do you have anything in the account? I said, I don't know. Um, I would have to check. She was like, well, you need to go out there to the teller and they need to empty the account before we close it. So I'm like, just like that. First of all, if somebody's closing their account, you would it would behoove you to ask why. I'm sorry. Um, can I ask what's the reason behind you wanting to close your account? So you know for the next person behind me that wants to open the account, what you should or should not do. That is if you care about your establishment or this business. Because she didn't ask, it tells me she doesn't care. It tells me that she's used to people opening the account and closing the account. So I went out to the teller and I said, um, I would like to empty this account and um, so I can close it. 
the teller is talking to the next teller while I'm trying to talk to them. So that is like sealing the deal on Chantal, you're doing the right thing. You need to go ahead and close this account because first of all, I shouldn't you shouldn't be talking to nobody but me if they're not helping you with something that you don't know and they weren't. So I was like, okay. Gave gave me my money, went back into the office and I was like, um, okay, I emptied that account the account. She was like, No, you have um fifteen cents left in there. My G. I just went to the teller and I told him I wanted to empty it. She was like, well, it has to be completely empty. Girl, Girl if you don't empty this goddamn listen, account... It would be nothing know? for you to get up from behind that desk, <laughs> go to that teller, and say, can I have this person's 15 cents please so I could do her paperwork? He probably, he probably didn't empty my account because he was too busy running his mouth. You know so, what? I was I was beyond pissed at that point. So, I'm just like... I already asked for him to empty my account, so I don't know what happened, but that's what I want to do. Do whatever you need to do so you can close this account and I can have no affiliation with this bank. And I just sat there. She came back, gave me my 15 cents, gave me the paperwork. She was like, your account is closed. (laughs) Not the 15 cents. Listen! (laughs) We, I don't know. If you're you're looking for more people to support your business. You she gave you a damn have... nickel. She gave you, <laughs> you have to have a standard behind how you treat people and how you service. Oh, she gave you 15 pennies to be petty. No, no she, she gave you three She nickel. gave me a 10 cents and a five. I'm just like, okay. <laughs> Listen, I just walked out of there and I have never been back. Girl, you got all your coins, literally. Okay. <laughs> She told me I had to. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, this is a good example of what I was talking about the other day, though, about like having, you know, those certain resources available. Mm-hmm. I, I think a bank is a really good example because when you compare, you know, like citizens to like Wells Fargo, like Wells Fargo has a really, um, a really strong, comprehensive training plan. You know, I mean, they mm-hmm. do because. But Wells Fargo them. is still trash as well. But yes. when you go into a Wells Fargo, you, you don't get the same service that you just described with Citizens Bank. No. But then I have, I have, I have shit things to say about Wells Fargo, and I have shit things to say about Bank America, especially when I went in there to take out my four thousand dollars to go buy my vehicle, and they was looking at me like I'm a thief trying to get into somebody's account. When I tell you that CEO called me personally and gave me his cell phone number after that shit, you don't. You just don't assume or accuse or talk to the next teller in another language in front of someone who is getting their money that does not have to bank with you and treat them like shit. That's just something you just don't do. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that's it. Oh no! I mean, like I said, I tried. <laughs> I've, I've been to many restaurants, and it's just like you know what? I rather just go eat with the with the Caucasian people, like because, because I know the service is is going to be great, and the food is going to be good as well. Like, why can't I have them both? 
Yeah. You feel me? I don't know. I think black people food tastes like the attitude is in the seasoning. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I need the bitch, I don't know because I, I went to old lady game. That shit's nasty. So really, I'm like really shocked at that. Like, yeah. Well, let me. Okay, it wasn't nasty. No, like say I'm how saying. you said it. Okay, it just, it just for <laughs> what you thought. That's what it was. I told y'all it tastes like you came home from work. You didn't feel like cooking, but you cooked dinner anyway. And the reason why you cooked it is because you had to cook and you ain't had no money to go out to eat. So you went ahead, you cooked it, and it tastes like you ain't feel like making it. Like, <laughs> it just tastes like a situation. Well, how was the surface? So, so it was all right. Um, it wasn't like no grandiose. Like, I didn't expect, like, you know, nothing over the top. But my homegirl who went and held the table at the well, supposedly supposed to hold that table down for us. When she went in there, she um the the hostess was telling her, like, oh, I can't seat you until your full party is here. Honey, it's Wednesday evening. It's six thirty. Right. It's not Saturday night. Right. Right. It's six thirty on a Wednesday. Like, why does it matter if the whole party's there or not? She could have a seat and wait. Y'all ain't trying to serve nobody no way. And for how long as the food took to come out, you would think that... You might as well see us. Right. You you would think you had a whole pack, a, a packed house full of people. So she felt the same way about her food. She said her salmon had kind of like a aftertaste to it. Gave a whole effect. Okay. Shut up. Cause y'all know what I'm talking about when I say it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Got you. And then she, and then she said her macaroni and cheese had like a taste that she couldn't pinpoint. And then after she started eating it for a while, she was like, "Starting to taste like cardboard." So like the food wasn't bad initially, but the more you ate it, the more you nitpicked it, and the more it started to not taste good. Like so, I had fried fish and grits. What really got me was it was supposed to be fried catfish with smoked gouda grits, right? Mm-hmm. When it came out, it looked like regular cheese grits. They had <laughs> they ran out they ran out of smoked gouda and used uh Kroger cheddar. Not the and, Kroger cheddar. It <laughs> melted it on top of my grits. Now it looked appetizing. But when I went into it, I was like, the only thing that I taste is the catfish. And it's and it the catfish tasted like fish fry. So the fish fry be busting. You know, see the fish fry out the packet be deal. Don't get me started on no dang fish fry. <laughs> but I was like, I could have made this shit at home. Like the grits tasted like Quaker. <laughs> but they didn't put like no heavy cream or milk in it. It was like just water. Uh, uh I need you to go and get your grits from the grain yards, okay? Girl, I need to go get Not my grits. Flaker. No, this is what needs to happen. Hop now needs to teach him a tutorial on grits. Bitch. Uh-huh. Don't the grits be hitting that hop now? <laughs> <laughs> no grits be hitting that hop now. I never I ordered grits. And restaurants because I'm scared they're not gonna make it right and I'm gonna be pissed off because that's the most simplest shit to make. 
Let me tell you, Hobnob and Kaleidoscope. Bitch, Griffey Bussin. Bussin. Like, I swear they got a whole brain in the kitchen somewhere. Yeah, I had to learn how to make grits like that. Yes. Mm, I've never been there. I had to put hot sauce on my shit. Like, I was just like, you know what? I won't be in here no more. <laughs> I don't know. Horrible service, bad attitude, um, people being less accommodating, uh, not interested in knowing why you're not happy. That is just, I don't know, it's a turn off for me. Or like even when you like address your concerns, they're just like, okay. Right, like they don't care. Whatever. And then like it's not just like in their food establishment, also like clothing stores. Oh yeah. Right. Salons. Yeah, hair salons. Right, and stuff like that. It's like, you know, like I used to go to these um these guys used to cut my hair. These niggas would complain like bitches. Like one guy, he was appointment only. And, like, the other guys didn't listen. Then when I kind of, like, tell them, like, hey, like, I didn't ask for this. And they were like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> That'll be $30. And I'm like, no, wait, my G. Bitch, what? Mm-hmm. I just want to know why every bitch in the hair salon got a fucking attitude. Girl. Because everybody's trying to be on Real Housewives of Atlanta. I love me and Pop. Like, I don't understand. Like, edges, you know, like, tracks and edges be laid as fuck, but you got a fucking goddamn attitude. Like, I won't come back to you no more. Right. No, why, when it comes to a black business, and I can say this because when my hair was longer, I have gotten my hair done at Doss when it was in Lennox because they had a um, black male stylist that was good, and they had a woman stylist that was good she was black also in there but it was like a lot of different stylists in there but they had who they had to specialize for whoever hair mm-hmm. when I have an appointment at 12pm that stylist is upstairs greeting me taking me downstairs getting me my you know little cover things um, and making me feel accommodated at 12pm Right. When you go to a black stylist or a black hairdresser, your appointment is at 12 p.m. and you probably don't get seen till about 1.20 because she's doing six other people around the time she's supposed to be doing it. Right. And then this is my thing oh, about my it. Like, especially, like if you if you're if this is your profession and this is what you do every day on a daily basis and you know what to do, you don't book your appointments like that. Right. Mm-hmm. Like if you know it's gonna if you if a certain person that comes to you all the time, you you know how long it takes for you to do their hair. Don't book somebody else right after. Don't don't book them at two and book somebody at three when you know it takes two hours to do their hair. Yeah, because it do take about a good two hours to do a sewing boo. I hate being in the hairdresser <laughs> for six hours. That is why I'm bald and happy today. But I can say that I've been going to this other girl. Um, I can say her name, but shout out her. Um, but this is <laughs> why you don't know why they're going to her name, but shout her out. Um, shout out to Monet, hey girl. <laughs> um, yeah, but so she's down the street, um, off of Centennial Park, and um, you know, I go in there, the salon is like so nice and clean. They serve um, mimosas and donuts on a Saturday morning. Okay, and her, her attitude is like she is like so sweet. 
and so nice like she's not all like bitchy and catty mm-hmm. you know like I've been going to and she do some bomb ass hair some bomb ass braid downs you know she treated you do the whole little oil treatment afterwards and that's fine like that's a good establishment that I'll go back to mm-hmm. continuously yeah I when I got my hair braided last year um I did not know this girl I, I saw her work on IG she was using Stousey I made my appointment made my deposit booking through an app and her address was easy to find in Dunwoody it's like a cute little um like you know cute little boutique type salon went in there my time was at whatever time it was I think it was like 9 30 she was there at 9 30 um she had the hair I wanted the shot was clean uh it was just very relaxing and she just had good natural authentic conversation mm-hmm. braids didn't take all damn day it wasn't a mess. I think another client came in. The other stylist came in next to her. Very calm. I was out of there. My hair wasn't too tight. She oiled me up. She did whatever she needed to do. And that was good for me. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, there is a good side to supporting black business. Right. There is a negative side to supporting black business. I think the line that makes it a difference is the integrity you have about the work you do right. and uh, the service you give. Mm-hmm. Right, I agree. And also, you got to think about it like this as well. Some people, you can tell they love what they do and they're just doing it for the money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very true as well. So, like, those hairstylists that you guys went to, you can tell, like, those ladies love their job. They love what they do. They love making women mm-hmm. feel pretty. They love women like having helping women have healthy hair and these mm-hmm. other people are just like girl I just went to hair school cause I ain't know what else to do and yeah. I just thought to do hair cause I thought mm-hmm. that's what or I followed in somebody else in my family's footsteps right mm-hmm. and then those are the ones that's fucking people hair out left and right or they opened up a business thinking it was something easy to do it was something they loved at one time and then now it's turned into a whole bunch of stress and you adult babysitting other stylists that's not either paying you, not um, keeping up their word, and you have to basically end up paying your rent right. for your location. That but too. The funds is not coming through. Like, where are your clients? Where are your bookings? And right. um, with the work I do now, I speak to um, owners in beauty and wellness and I talk to them about, you know, what they want out of their business, what's their goal, and what do they want to do. And a lot of them want to get from behind styling at the chair and just managing the salon and having stylists in it. Right. But the but the beauty cosmetology, I mean, it is a doggy doggy world because for one, we in Atlanta you know all these superstars and tv people like it's like you know like they really gotta like grind grind like for real you make more money being a mobile stylist than you would in the shop right Right. that's number one and then number two a lot of these people when they find somebody good they stay with that person they will buy them to travel right (laughs) buy them to travel yeah 
So it's like you have to, you you really have to be like, you know, you can't. Everybody has their season, and you can't just step into the game thinking like this is gonna be my season. Nah, sometimes you gotta, you know, pay your dues first. You gotta do a couple heads. You gotta take a couple walk-ins. You gotta, you know, you do what you gotta do. But whatever you do, you need to put a hundred percent into it. You can't just get into the game thinking like I'm gonna make a billion dollars my first year. No, you can't do that. And a lot of a lot of people are have no interest in hair Mm -hmm. and sell hair products or um, sell hair online. They're not even in a shop. Right. So there's so many ways to make money and beauty and hair, and I think why that's a good part of black businesses because we spend the most money when it comes to beauty and hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we spend the Girl, most money, period. Right. I want to say that's on anything like clothes, shoes, phones, food. Yeah. Food. Yeah. I just don't understand why we're not dominating that and why other cultures and other owners provide us a, I'm not going to say better service because a lot of them don't like us but have a business with things that we need in it because they know we're going to buy it but they just have a a a focus they have a plan they have a business that is working for them bringing in money and at the same time who they have working in the store I'm seeing more depending on where I am in that beauty supply store that is becoming more diverse because when if we are predominantly the ones coming into a business to buy something we need to talk to somebody that knows what we need for what hairstyle that's what I was going to say I think with also black businesses they don't really take the time to figure out what is it that people need Yeah. again that goes back to me saying you love what you do or you don't yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because it's kind of like, you know, my whole thing is if I like teaching people, if I like educating people on a certain product, I'm going to learn about their product. I'm going to learn about what you what you, what you need, wh- what works for you and what you don't work for you. Because, you know, say skincare, basically. Mm-hmm. So, like, I need to know what kind of skin do you have? Do you have oily skin? Is your T-zone oily? Do you have combination? Is it dry? Is it this? Is it that? Is it normal? Before I recommend any skincare product for you, I ain't yeah. gonna be like, oh, skincare all down the left. <laughs> or, or, um, or buy this because it's thirty dollars a bottle, and that's what you need to be pushing right now. Right, right. I just know, like, for me as a consumer, like, you just have to appeal because I came across this one um, business. And she was like, um, she's selling T-shirts. I'm like, okay, but. I don't, I don't need a t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> like, I need some hair. You yeah. know, my nails need to be done. Like, you know, mm-hmm. like, I don't, I don't need a t-shirt. So it I don't depends. Have what kind of t-shirt is it? Is it graphic? Like, what's on it? Um, you know, I don't even know. It was something that I was not interested in at the time. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like... I, but I that just... doesn't matter, Kiki. She already failed at her focus. Her focus is to sell you a crusted up penny and make you feel like you need it. Not to just be like, I'm selling t shirts. What's up? I don't, don't, nobody need a t shirt to be re- realistic, but what about mm. that t shirt is going to make me want that t shirt? I want it, right. I'm like, is it trendy? You know, can I put it with an outfit? And like, I think, I think we, um, 
as black people need to stop um what's what's the word uh, giving up when people mm-hmm. uh, say no cha- or yeah, say no mm-hmm. or they challenge what we say about a product that you so called want to sell me like you have to you have to be able to combat like whatever I'm challenging you on okay what what are you selling me what do you want what do you want and you have to make the next person that you want to buy your product feel like you're giving them something that they need that is the object of buying and selling Mm-hmm. A lot of what we have in our closets, in our cars, in our bathrooms, in our kitchens, we don't need. Right. A lot of the stuff that mm-hmm. that to be out, I think I need to spend money on. Girl, who are you telling me? But it smells good, it looks good, it's comfortable, and there's a uh, a aura that I want in my house. That's why I have certain things, and that's why things are a certain price. That's why I'm willing to spend my money. Oh, right, right, and the, and you just want your house to look nice, like you know, like decorative and stuff, you know. And it's not about you being uppity or bougie or stuck up. It's about me liking what I like, expecting a certain type of standard, and I want to spend my money with someone that's going to give me the best value for the money I'm spending. For instance, I went and I got a V steam for the first time. Um, at Sweet Spot in Atlanta and I can tell the owner Ajay really loved what she was doing from the moment I stepped in there she had shirts she had product she had information about what you were looking at it was already like a good vibe from the door Um, everything was inviting you to look at it touch it asked about it and she was just like walking information like she knew the answer to anything you would have asked her about what you were seeing what Mm -hmm. you were experiencing what you were hearing um things that you may not know about your body uh good detox teas um good um herbs that you need to have in your body what's good for your spirit what you want to focus on and she did not throw that information at me she gave that information from her asking me questions about what my needs are. Right. And that is how you get. But that's the, a good salesperson, though. Exactly. Right. You get the most out your yeah. You're not going to tell me what I need. You're going to ask me what my needs are. And then with that and your information that you're giving me, there's something that you're selling or you're providing right now or an experience that. I'm automatically going to want to spend my money here. I'm automatically going to want to come back. I'm automatically going to want to uh, bring more people or tell more people about this. You don't have to tell me. Make sure you tell somebody about this. If if we like what we like and you know how we act when we like what we like, we tell everybody. Right. So I don't know. It's a different vibe that you get when somebody really is into what they're doing, what experience they're providing, and uh, if they genuinely want people to feel good about what they're doing. Right. If they want to help people, that's the thing. Yeah. Right. Right. And they care about, you know, like what's important to Chantal. Right. Because mm-hmm. if you come in my establishment and I say, hey, how can I help you? And you tell me what you're looking for. I need to help you find what you're looking for. And I'm going to feel like you don't want me there. 
Like, if you don't greet me, if you don't, you know, smile my way, if you don't um, compliment me on something that I'm wearing or just build up a conversation and not make it feel forced, mm-hmm. I'm not going to get a vibe like I should be here. Right. Cause that, and then that goes back to you thinking like, you know, when you walk into somebody's establishment, it's like walking in somebody's house. Yeah. You speak mm-hmm. before you walk in somebody's house. You speak to everybody when you walk in that house. So if somebody's walking into your establishment, you you have to speak to them. Right. I agree. Hmm. So do you think we're um, as black people like purposely against each other? Yep. Yes. Mm. <laughs> I do. Why? I do because because I I feel like it's 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 it just goes back to that perception like they feel like it's not enough to go around for everybody, but it is. It's enough for all of us to be able to eat. But not even that. Like, why can't we just work together? You know, that's what I'm saying. Like, each one of us has something that somebody else needs. Mm-hmm. Whether it's each other, whether it's the Caucasians, the Asians, or, or whatever. Why does that have to be like, oh, well, this business got this and that. I don't have that. Like it's like on some hate or comparison. Like it's not a it's not it's not really a competition. But why can't we just be supportive? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I don't know. Here I know a, a lot in New York. You can see it, but here in Georgia, you can see it a lot in Gwinnett, where um, yeah, you're the Asian the Asian community is really big. Mm-hmm. Um, they're buying markets everywhere, and those markets have better prices on produce than. The regular grocery store so of course mm-hmm. anybody that knows the value and good uh food for your money we're going to go there you know right. it's not close to where we live but we're going to go there and spend our money then you have um in Dunwoody right now a lot of uh a lot of uh what do you call them arabs or indians Indians. Mm-hmm. a lot of indians they bring their whole family oh and, family. and and live in homes, apartments, condos, and you just see them there and they're flourishing. Most of them are working in hospitals or have their own clinics and they just move in waves. But then when it comes to us supporting one another, it's kind of like everybody's separate. Everybody's it's separated. You know, let me be like... here and not, not, you know, give good pointers on how I got here or what you can do or what's a better way for me to you know fix my credit so I can have more opportunities or you know what should I do if I know how to do this but I'm not really good on um, budgeting or saving or uh, I'm not really good at uh, school but I really want to do this like why aren't we guiding each other to be better because our perception and reputation is our worst fucking enemy. Because this right. is the thing. Black people are, oh, when you 18, you got to get out of the house. Ain't no grown people finna, ain't no, can't two grown people stay in the house together. They can't do this and they can't do that. You grown, you got to do this, you got to do that. But you have these whole families from, with, of other ethnic backgrounds that stay at home until you know they get married or they're all in a two three bedroom apartment or even a four or five bedroom home everybody's in the house everybody's contributing to something but our mentality is i need a four or five bedroom house because this is what success looks like and can't nobody live in here but me and you can't afford the shit 
or I I, I uh, need to get married because my mom said I need to get married because I had a baby and then you know I need to get this but you really don't know what it is to be an adult yet yeah right. it's like it's like why are we putting all these standards you know what I mean it's like like we, push, like we push our young out of the nest yeah like what rule and is it's, it and it's, also... and it's fighter and it's fight or flight like but I also feel like with black businesses, especially black businesses or even, you know, black people in general, I feel like they put too much emphasis on trying to compete. And I feel like once you get in the mindset of, of where you're competing and you put so much focus on trying to be, be better than somebody else, you've already lost the battle. And I Hello, think a lot of us... Buying, buying her kids into school. <laughs> oh, right. And I just think a lot of us, I just think a lot of us are just, we want to get there, but we don't want to do the work. Yep, that's true. That's very true. But I'm a firm believer in that because I went to this seminar um, where this guy was comparing Apple versus, um, what is it, Google, whatever. And he had two of their, yeah, whatever. Um and he had two of their products. He 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 had an Apple product and then he had um what's the other one? An Android. Mm-hmm. Yeah, an Android product. So when he spoke to the executives at um Android, he told them that hey, um I have a new iPhone, and he said that the executives at at Android was like, oh well, let me see, like how is it? Is it better than ours? Is it this? Is it that? You know, like just so focused on how the product is. Mm-hmm. So he so he took that same speech and he went back to the Apple and spoke to their executives and he told them that um, you know he has the latest Android phone. It's it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So the the executive at Apple told him, "Oh, that's really great. Have a nice day." Oh, no way. I'm just like, and, and it's just like, like Apple is not concerned about what Android or Google is doing. They're just trying to be the best that they can be. Like they're only competing with themselves, and that's right. That's what you have to do. Like we waste more time worrying about what the next person is doing and pausing what we need to be focused on, looking at what the next person is doing. Exactly, man. You can't be worried about that because mm-hmm. then you lose sight of what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. I think. I mean, I think that's also a life thing too. Like yeah. not even just black businesses, but just people in general are like so. Like they see somebody else with that, and it's like, oh, well, I don't have that, you know. And I'm like, well, I mean, so <laughs> right. <laughs> like, why? Why are we like more reluctant to ask for help if we need help? We need pride. Like exactly. maybe, maybe you do want to open this restaurant, or you do want to open this business, but maybe you're not ready to open. I'm not saying that you shouldn't open, or you will never open. I'm just saying that maybe you're not ready to open. I just feel like the people that ask questions and ask for advice and ask for help are the people that's ready to step out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
And I think the people that just, you know, oh, you got to move in silence because you don't want nobody knowing what you're doing. No, let people know. You know why you need to let people know? Because when you do open up your business, now you know people will be like, well, he has to talk about opening up that business for a while. Let me go over there and see what he's talking about. Right. Mm-hmm. Let me support. Let me, you know, go you to don't wanna, You don't, you don't want to. Uh, so one thing I learned in real estate, you don't want people knowing it, thinking that you're a secret. You don't want to be a secret agent. Right. The secret agents don't make deals. Yeah. Right, because nobody knows you. Right. So, like, my whole thing was like, I can't be sitting here like, yeah, I do real estate only in conversation. I need to put that standard for a mountaintop and let people know I do fucking real estate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Come work with me. Look, look at how much money you're giving someone you really don't know mm-hmm. in order to buy a house. Like, I would be scared to move with the money to buy a house like that and trust somebody that's, you know, moving in my best interest to get me my home. Mm-hmm. And that's something else that black businesses don't do a good job at, that is gaining trust. Right. Especially oh, and also, and also, if you're working with an agent and you're a buyer, the buyer doesn't pay the agent commission, the seller does, just the FYI. <laughs> shift that attitude okay <laughs> I was like mm. <laughs> I don't know I think we'll get a lot further you know learning to be humble learning to be thankful and appreciate one another like even though you came here you bought a product and mm-hmm. you spent money I appreciate you coming here because you didn't have to Right. I appreciate you uh, coming to an establishment that really doesn't have good parking Right. I appreciate you waiting in line for for whatever I'm selling and you know if you do want to you're welcome to stay longer or you're welcome to um, say like give a review or whatever you need just please let me know mm, it takes yes. nothing for you to say that to say or like acknowledge because I know like when I was at Milton Honey we're waiting for a goddamn hour like nobody came to us and said oh just one more moment or kept us updated we, we just waited and you right. have to go I, I hate her for, I hate when um, people know like, that you've yeah. been waiting and then they say um has somebody helped you but you know nobody came over here and said shit to me and that's what I'm saying like at least acknowledge the fact that we've been sitting here waiting I know at my job if I got a customer on hold or on pause or whatever, I'm going to check back if it's been a while. Right. You know, like, at least acknowledge that. Listen, mm-hmm. you call you call a black business, you're, you're, you probably might get out your car and walk in and cut somebody out because they had you waiting and nobody came to the phone. Right. And that, sh- that shouldn't be. That happened so to ordering food. Side note, at the OLG game, we were waiting on our food. The young lady was nice to us, nice enough to tell to um, bring us some cornbread for us to munch on while we were on our food. See? Mm-hmm. So it's I will give them that. Okay. You know, the little things. The little things. And, and you know what? A good thing um, businesses can do, I don't care what type of business you have, is to motivate your employees to want to do a good job to represent your business. Because it starts at the head. It really starts at the head. If management's fucked up, the employees are going to be fucked up. They are. They are, but I think management can do a better job at motivating their employees. Of course. And stop hiring your family. Yeah, that too. 
Oh, your family that you know that that you know not gonna do nothing. That's a conflict of interest. Uh. <laughs> um, it depends. Yeah. I think that's a conflict, like because they gonna feel like they they can do whatever the fuck they want to do without you know their job being in jeopardy. Like that's not an excuse for you to provide poor service. Yeah. And no, the, the post well, office. that's why that's why you have to be harder. I think a lot a lot of times what people do is they're a lot harder well in some situations not all they're a lot harder on their family than there are other people only because of the fact like you're my family or representation of me like I need you to really be on point and on top of stuff mm-hmm. I but think, then again I think you also things. know with these other cultures like they have their own little stores you see the kids they're working they, they got them in there working at an early age because they're like look this is family business we need you to put in we don't have we're not gonna have no babysitter for you we're not gonna have you sitting at the house all day it's saturday you ain't got no school you don't already finish your homework you coming out to the store you coming out to the salon you're gonna sweep you're gonna do this you're gonna do that and sometimes mm-hmm. for no pay Oh right. yeah, definitely with no pay. I think I think that's a culture shift, and that's a um, standard shift. That's a value shift mm-hmm. in uh, different cultures um, that really aren't brought up Americanized initially. We're yeah, good I can see that. Put that in their kids because mm-hmm. kids here automatically feel feel entitled because everything looks like it's easy to get. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I definitely agree with the motivating employees part because. I was reading this book where it talked about, um, you know, part-time employees. And a lot of these small businesses do have part-time employees. Yeah. And and the thing with, like, part-time employees is, like, oh, you know, they, most of them probably do have another job somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And they just here for the extra money. Right. Mm-hmm. Not because they enjoy what they like doing. And then, you know, a lot of them may have other full-time jobs as well well they can't really focus and put a, a lot of energy into this part-time job right and another thing which is a gem is a lot of people black people i don't care what culture we come from where your family's from what age you are don't let people without ambition tell you what you can't do yes lord Amen, amen, amen. Because a lot of people think, oh, you you haven't started or you ain't been doing that all this time. You're not going to be able to. Listen, listen, success does not have a time frame. Mm-mm. Shout out to Mom Dukes. Hey. Yeah, shout out to your mom. <laughs> because listen, if, if, if I could do it over again, I wouldn't, I wouldn't feel rushed to be like, Okay, I got out of high school. Two months. I I need to go to college. I have to go to college now, because then I really could have had some time to understand how long it's gonna take me to make X, Y, and Z money. How much money this course or this year is gonna cost me? How much money I'm actually going to be able to pay once I'm finished college, and what job realistically I'm gonna actually be able to get? It's a better right. way to gauge that, and a lot of things now you really don't have to go to college for and a lot of businesses do not value a degree as much as they did 15 years ago yeah because now they they value experience really yes right and, and, then I, and then I don't even think it was even 15 years ago I remember there was that short little time period where they were hiring people with degrees 
for it to do any and everything and then now it's kind of like well I've always been blessed and fortunate not to have a degree and always had a really good job it's the way you carry yourself. It's the like, way you speak. It's a, it's, it's a, your personality. It's everything. It's yeah, a manner. Yeah, yeah. It's your confidence. Cause listen, I told Navi if they can have this goddamn degree back, like fuck okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody done told me they can have this degree. Listen, listen. this niggas call me every month. Like, come get this goddamn degree, and you know what? I bet you I'll keep my same job. Right. Yeah. But I, don't know. I feel like if I could do it all over again, I probably would have got my real estate license a lot earlier, probably right after high school. I probably would have got it. Yeah. If I could do it all over, I would not have went to college. And that's a, me. I, mean, I don't. Feel that's like some I real shit. Either. Because that's think, of, think about it. What logically right now is really fucking up my credit and my debt? Just It's just school. Mm-hmm. It's just school. Yeah. I don't know the, the choices we make. They asked me that the day on my interview. They were like, "So, I see that you just have a high school diploma. You didn't go to college." I said, "Look, I did a semester, and I realized this shit wasn't for me. It's not for everybody, <laughs> right?" And I'd be like, "Yeah, and what's your point?" They were like, "Why did you?" <laughs> they were like, "Well, why did you feel like it wasn't for you?" And I was like, "It was a lot of test taking. It was a lot of papers." And I felt like, what am I going to learn sitting here writing a paper and taking tests? Right. I just feel like going to college and getting a degree that just does not make you smart. No, it, it just means that you can endure and you can tough shit out for a certain period of time. Right. Like I tell people all the time, only thing that college, is, the only thing that a college degree tells anybody is that you have discipline and patience. Right. Exactly. Yeah, I don't think it make you smart because, baby, I know some bitches at work. <laughs> Listen, sweetheart, I remember I used, to be a, I used to be a paralegal. I was telling the attorneys what to do. Because they didn't know what the hell they were doing. I said the only difference between me and you is that you, you have a bar number. I don't. So you need to sign off on this. I can't. And I can't yeah. give legal and I can't give legal advice because I don't have a bar number. But see, even in the workplace, those are the people who actually know the ins and outs, like the technical level, like you know, yep. like the assistants and the ones under those who are, are making the decisions, right? Basically, hmm. like them, the ones who know everything, who know the ins and outs, who know, you know, the that that technical expertise is what I call it. Mm-hmm. And ain't nothing gonna help you better than life experience. Right. Yeah, absolutely. That's with anybody. Like, you could stand there and look... Round up, girl. <laughs> no, no, sometimes you can stand there and look cute and be able to give, you know, people or customers or aroma that you may be able to do something or you may know what you're doing, but when it comes down to, you know, something coming up short, we short people, um, something not working, are you able to think on your toes? Right. Are you able to, or or if you can't, then at least tell me why. Right. You know, help me understand. Like, don't just say no, and then you don't have a resolution. Or a backup plan. Hmm. 
All right. So we took Let me tell y'all. Because I was in Chick fil A. And I was, I was, I was in the drive thru, right? And I had this coupon for this uh, Chick fil A sandwich. So I get, I get to the drive thru window and I hand her the little coupon. It's a card that they have to scan, right? Mm hmm. So she tells me um, she don't know if she can honor that because they cute, they little cute thing is not working. And I said, okay, what the fuck they got to do with me? Right. Not a damn thing. Yeah, you so, can. so you can honor it. Um, and I need my free sandwich now, please. What's the day on the coupon? Um, I think it was that same date, but it wasn't expired. So, but this is what I'm saying, though. If, if the date on the coupon is good, why you can't honor my damn coupon? She was like, they they have to scan something. But Bitch, I'm you like, gotta scan that shit. Run me my it's fucking she sandwich. She can do it, or she can take that uh, card thing and keep it under the register like it's a regular coupon, which is money value, and then explain that with the paperwork, lady. But see, that's what I'm saying though. She was, if I didn't say shit, no would have been it, and that was yeah. It. For true. a you certain know, person, trying to get over. That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, like, like you didn't offer any other solutions or nothing in regard. I had to tell you what I'm not gonna do in order for you to give me my goddamn free sandwich. That yeah. that was probably <laughs> listen. When I was a cashier and people used to come up with um like coupons and stuff, if their coupon didn't scan, I would still take it. And I said I still take it. Yeah. Listen, let you be at Walmart and that should have not scanning, nigga. The feds is coming. <laughs> right, I don't understand that. Like people would just be like, "Well, act like so ridiculous about it." Like it's only fifty cent. Like it's not your money. <laughs> they be acting like it's their money, and that shit is uh FDIC insured. I'm like what? <laughs> I hate to be in the store and be like, "Oh, we don't take coupons." Who? Who don't? Mm-mm. And y'all I'll know how I feel about. I'll be coupon. like, "Boy, all that stuff out," and I'll leave right on the counter, and then I'll just walk out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but I was so mad because I feel like she really I was like that ain't got shit to do with me because your goddamn Q code ain't working or scanner or whatever like what you want me to do mm, I'm daddy alright so we talked about the issues mm. what are some improvements we can do as black people who have businesses, ideas, and product that we want to sell. Open a business or sell products that you're passionate about. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's one. I'm gonna just I'm gonna go back to that competitive thing. Like I just I, I I'm just a firm believer that you don't have like like you don't have to be in competition with anybody else, but yourself and just because somebody else is doing good don't mean that you're doing bad yeah everybody right. is not your enemy right so nobody for everybody that's what I want to see improve just be in competition with yourself and stop you know wishing bad on others and looking down because of their success you know and like Casey said sometimes it's just not your time yet like you may have some more growing to do before you could actually get to that point right I I have hopes that more black people get into a business or start a business to gain um, a better position for 10 more people of color 
to be in a better position for their families for growth and not for things from a completely other culture that's not doing anything for us especially when they don't value us and we're just wearing their stuff Mm -hmm. I feel like we look like clowns when we do that when we work so hard and then we go out and we buy this name brand bag or shoes or whatever but we sitting up in an apartment with a Mercedes parked outside and all my kids got Jordans on so we good no you not good Mm-mm. Girl, somebody in my um apartment complex got a Porsche. What? What? I, I walk past that bitch every day, like goals. You got <laughs> my card. Right. Give me my card. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> AC card on the window. <sighs> I be like, bitch, in an apartment. Okay. Girl, put my card on that windshield. <laughs> you know what? I'm a drive. I'm going I'm to drive by there and I'll drop some off at your front door and you just, you know, just pass my the neighborhood. I just want us to push more for a bigger stake mm-hmm. to, to stand in, to make sure nobody has a say on where we can, we can't be. Um, right. And just really be able to be in a neighborhood that I'm mm-hmm. proud to see black people owning black people uh, selling and black people living and I have good things to say about it. I have good things to say on how clean it is. I have good things to say on what playground is there or what uh, community center is there or how the man on the corner treats people when they come in the store. I want that instead of being like oh I want to go to Steak and Shake but I can't go to this Steak and Shake over here because they're rude I gotta go to one in Double or I want to go to um, this Kroger but I'm not going to the Kroger on this street I want to go to the one that's in Midtown it should not be no different right Right. I think black businesses also kind of you know just be like oh well I can say that, that you know I have a business and I'm black you know it's black owned but I'm like but okay that's fine that ain't the hard part the hard part is how do you maintain that business how do but you see this it? is the thing also I just feel like a lot of people just be doing shit just to say that they doing it like, right. be like a, yeah. oh I'm a, I'm a hairstylist but don't do hair for real for like mm-hmm. oh I'm a makeup artist but I only mm-hmm. do my makeup like you know what I'm saying so it's like stuff like they that I feel like people title. just doing it exactly they just want the and title it shows in the they just want the recognition for it but they don't they're, they're never doing no moves to make money out of it and yeah. I'm not to say that you have to go into business for yourself to make money from it because I keep telling y'all time and time again if I can make what I make now with my full time job just doing real estate full time I'll be happy it's, it's, I'm able to it, it's, as long as I'm able to have the flex I'm going to be able to have the, the flexibility I have mm-hmm. and different little stuff like that that's a good thing and then I also need black people to realize sometimes y'all are better workers than you are business owners yeah and it is what it is because you gain the experience yeah like, a lot of people are better workers than business owners like a lot of people don't need to be owning businesses and I get you want the flexibility and stuff but that's not your that, that's not your lane find your lane and stay mm-hmm. Yeah, right. a lot of people just because you're a good employee don't mean you need to be anybody's manager because hey, I've, exactly. I've been offered plenty of manager positions I was just like no I don't believe in uh, adult babysitting it's just not mm-mm. 
Right. Because being a business owner or even a manager, that means time management. That means communication. Yeah. Right. And like a lot of people I see don't even have that as an employee. Yeah. I don't know. Listen, I said if I had my own storefront, I'd be in that bitch 24-7. Because I don't trust <laughs> somebody to run it like I do. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And you just don't know. People aren't built today on the values that it takes to trust in business where you have to be able to wear a lot of hats other than just being the one that opens the shop and closes the shop. Right. Um... You can't think, just open the door, close the door, lock it, and yeah, count money all day. Yeah, I think I think we can be better if we push to be better and not just, um, you know, tiptoe around the shit that's really going to make a difference. Right. And, you know, turn to your community for help. Yes. Man, there's so many grants out here for Black-owned businesses. Grants? Like black grants, yes. YouTube, you can't say you didn't know. You can't say you don't know. You don't you can't say right. you don't know how. Um, like this know. is the age where we have knowledge at our fingertips, like literally. Yeah, I agree. I don't know. We just have to use it and be able. Oh, this is key. Be able if you're walking up to someone that would be just like A1 to what you're doing can push you 10 steps ahead 30 steps ahead be able to sell or say who the hell you are or what you do in 3 minutes be able to show me on your phone your website be able to show me your content and have a aura about you that tells me you do something you must do right. something. Your personality says that you, you, you give me this, and be able to be your complete self in anywhere you go because you just don't know who you're gonna walk across. You don't know who's gonna ask you a question. You don't know who's gonna put you on the spot, and you don't know who is who. No, okay, because you could be talking to um, you know, an executive on the damn Shark Tanks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just you just never know but I know for me like my business is like a baby mm-hmm. you know what I mean it's like something that you like I don't know it's just like having a whole child yeah you know what I mean like it's that kind of passion and love and, and that you're willing to put in that work for it right and that's what it's supposed to be and it doesn't mean that you know you're automatically going to get your first 100k this year or next year or the third year but what is it going to take for you to keep going when you're not getting that goal that you had set it doesn't mean you need to stop because you didn't do it it means you need to reevaluate how much time you have and what you need to do a different way the next time right I don't know I just need this to be better I just need us to be better too. Also, be better at networking. Okay. Networking is is not going to a club, meeting somebody. No. <laughs> it's not it's always nice. church. And I'm like, why do black people do? Why do some people call it a networking event? Bitch, we in a club full of music. What the fuck we we gonna talk about? Networking is going somewhere <laughs> in a room, knowing a focus, and being around complete strangers. 
that mm-hmm. may share a similar purpose right or a similar goal and just being able to own what you're there for right that's like what I'm you, trying to do I'm actually trying to I really want to find a networking event that's like over cocktails where people are just mixing and mingling and talking about what they do Mm-hmm. Yeah. versus I be seeing networking events and like not to shade them but I mean like I see networking events that's like oh come listen to live come listen to music have drinks and a, a performance while you network like if I'm paying attention like if all that's going on I'm mm-hmm. not paying attention to trying to network with somebody yeah right live music and stuff and dancers yeah you need like an environment that's going to force you to move around the room. Right. Yeah. I need an environment that I feel like you should have an environment that's going to make you uncomfortable because that's where the real growth comes from. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So I'm talking about like a network event where you know like women wear cocktail dresses yeah. or like you know after work or guys come dressed up, shirt mm. tie, and every and like everybody like there's. I don't want to say chairs, but there's like, you know, the little tabletops. Mm-hmm. Like, there's tabletops, and like people mix and mingle. They come with their friends and they bring their business cards. And like, you know, you go get a drink and you're standing next to somebody you don't know. You'd be like, hi, my name is so and so. What's yours? Oh, okay. Uh, how did you hear about the event? What do you do? And then, like, you know, you go from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Complete people that you don't know. Not like, oh, my girl's over here. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> I want to mingle with the same people I came in with. Right. I don't want to mingle with people I came with. Like I'm like, all right, so this is what we're gonna do. If I come with people, if I come with people, we got a game plan. All right, you work this side of the room, I'll work the other side of the room, and yeah. then we're gonna swap. Right. Yeah. More more of that. Right. Yeah, when you find one, let me know, Chad. Oh, of course. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. You know, I wanna go. And Atlanta yeah, is a place just... to do that. Anyway. Atlanta is a great place to do that. But shit, I might go I might start with my damn self. I mean you should. There's enough enough black people that, you know, are really out here trying to figure it out. And um not everybody is just, you know, narrow minded and just in like tunnel vision that, you know, they're the only ones. Nobody's really the only right. one. And this is the thing. People talk shit about Atlanta, but Atlanta has a lot of intelligent African-Americans. Goal-driven mm-hmm. people here. It's mm-hmm. just that, you know, it's they're not few and far between. It's just, I just feel like a lot of them are very, they're, they're kind of reserved in who they talk to mm-hmm. because they've been bitten in the ass before by people that kind of like backstab mm-hmm. them. Like yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Hmm. Agreed. Agreed. But maybe we should make that networking event happen, guys. Well, let's talk more about that later. Yeah, listen, I'm down. I have plenty of cocktail dresses and a cocktail. Mm, I thought you were say something now. <laughs> I, I started to, but I had to add the tail. Thank you. <laughs> I was about to say, I know you're not one of those special kind of girls. So. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Any last words, y'all? Any last words of encouragement? 
I don't have any last words. I said my piece. Support black businesses. <laughs> and if you are in black business and you love what you do, thank you. Right. If you are I say this. I say support a black business that you don't know. And give support until they give you a reason not to support. Put it that way. Yep. And yeah, if you, um... and if you are a black business and something is not working in your favor, it is nothing to just reach out anonymously and ask, what do you think about such and such business or what could they improve? That's how you're going to figure out what. Right. Spend a couple extra bucks for the focus group. Yeah. Yeah. Do surveys or something. You know, there's so many websites that provide you free surveys. Mm-hmm. And then give me 20% off for completeness. Lord. <laughs> Listen, free shipping something. Yes. And don't forget, we are not helping a black business if you're looking for the 10th finger discount. No. Okay. And friends support friends. Friends support friends. Nobody friends don't ask for discounts. Listen. Because you ain't going to ask Bill for no damn discount. Listen. All right. Progress. Right. So if your friend is charging an extra ten bucks for this particular item versus Walmart charging ten dollars less for it, just go to your friend because you know your friend needs that ten dollars more than Walmart does. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Amen. This was a good episode. This was a, a definitely well needed topic. Stop being cheap, bitch. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we out. We is out. Bye. Peace out, y'all. Bye, y'all. So, speaking of black business, I have the laughing chef. Now, when I tell you if you are looking to get the summer body, okay? If you are looking to stop eating sweets, this is not for you. But if you are looking for a cheat day, if you're looking for something sweet, a good eat, when I tell you the Laughing Chef's cheesecakes, do not, do not disappoint. All right? Look up The Laughing Chef 18 on IG and Facebook. It's a cheesecake bakery. He delivers within 25 miles of Riverdale, Georgia. Um, Don't know where you are, but you can check him out. TheLaughingChef.net is a team that makes delicious variations of different types of cheesecakes please browse through the cheesecakes today this morning i don't know who he thought he was coming to me with a mini strawberry cheesecake when i tell you everything was fresh from the strawberries on top to the cheesecake to the crust that they made 
It was so good. It was so good. Um, I had to get it on my face or else I was going to eat the whole thing for breakfast. And um, I ended up eating the rest of it by myself at lunch. It was very delicious. You know how when you eat um, cheesecake, you want like a good, fresh taste in your mouth, a good amount of cream cheese, a good amount of strawberries. Nothing was over the top. The um, strawberry um, topping, I didn't get like that topping like taste that you get when things are artificial. Everything was really fresh, cold, like cheesecake is supposed to be. I loved it. Um, I'm very excited to try his other cheesecakes. Right now he is having a promo on um, three minis up until his birthday, which is April 16th, I want to think. So just look him up. Um, He does deliver. Uh, Put your order in for your cheesecake if you want to. Gift it to someone. I promise you, you would love it. I love it. And you know how some people, when they give like many sizes of cakes and you don't feel like it was enough, this mini was so filling and it was more than enough. You know what I'm saying? I loved it. I'm looking forward to another flavor. It's The Laughing Chef, okay? TheLaughingChef.net. My name is Shan. I will not suggest something that isn't delicious and tasty. I'm telling y'all, if you're looking to support a black business, here you go. Bye. What up, y'all? Thank you for listening to She Gets a Podcast. My name is Shan. You can find me at www.whoishan.com. If you're a creative, email me at info at whoishan.com. If you would like to do a feature on one of these episodes, I would love to talk and figure out what is it that you do that you're great at and share it with the world. She Gets It Podcast is available on many platforms. You have iTunes, you have Anchor, Pocket Cast, Spotify, Radio Public, Google Podcasts, Breaker, CastBox, Overcast, Podbean, hopefully more to come. YouTube, hmm, I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about doing a YouTube uh, channel maybe in the future. But if you want to reach me, you can reach me at Shan underscore gets it on IG. Other than that, y'all be great and uh, see you soon.